Hey everyone, my name is Temperance Tally. My name is Ian Sutherland. And this is Tuesday After Next. You sound a little low energy. What's going on? <laughs> Not low energy, guys. Um, you want to explain what's been going on? Not like in depth. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Not definitely not. We can uh, do this again. Yeah, but it's been a difficult week. Difficult weekend. Different. I think it's been a difficult week and yeah. a difficult weekend. And a whole lot of different things going on yes. and just... Work-related. Family, family stuff. It has been tough. Yeah, the it is. The blows have been consistent and they are out to wound. Yeah. Yeah, like deeply, deeply. Uh, perhaps irreparably. Yes. Uh, They're so like, just down, yeah. Again. God damn, why do you keep getting up? Dude? But we do just keep getting up. Uh -huh. And we're like, huh? You can't look at that. You I've can't said do they that. gotta understand. <laughs> so here's the other thing about that. Uh, like if that hurt your ears, imagine that being a real blow, but like to our left kidneys. And the reason that hurt your ears is because we're not editing this episode, for the record. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been too hard. We were thinking that, do, should we even podcast? But we're thinking that, you know, kind of sticking to our daily routine. Um, and, you know, us it trying helps, to produce yeah. something creatively, we still wanted to put out some content. Yep. But... We will give full disclosure that this one is not going to be edited like our other ones. A if lot you, of weird mouth noises. Yeah, if you really can't tell the difference, I'm sorry. Put that in the feedback <laughs> survey. Yeah, put that in the feedback survey. <laughs> Which we'll talk about later. That's going to go up this week. Yeah. Again, yeah. it got it's delayed going, because of Yeah, everything. it's going to go up tomorrow. So. Um, we actually have, like, big things happening, as we just said. But, you know, not all bad things. Um, tomorrow I have a really big interview with uh, a really... Uh, just prolific? No, I'm not gonna do it. Pearl, is prolific the right word? A prolific nope. uh, company? Just a big company. It's not Disney, guys. But wouldn't that be cool? You're not um, gonna tell them. No, I'm not gonna tell them. I don't want to tell. Okay. I haven't told anyone. Like, I haven't told a lot of people what I've been doing and what I have an interview for um, until I get the job. Because everyone is. If I don't, if I don't get the job, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, Temperance." maybe next time and it just makes me feel like an even bigger loser even though i know they try to do that to support me i know you don't want to say anything mm -hmm. they're recasting colonel sanders and temperance is in the running <laughs> that's freaking racist why'd you pick colonel sanders of all because like 10 different actors have played him over the last like five why years why would you choose a fried chicken place what Reba McIntyre did it? I'm just saying, like you they could have just chose any other. It place. was the race thing. <laughs> Look, our listeners. No, 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 no. Look, it's because they recast the actor who plays Colonel Sanders a lot. That's part of their like pop cultural approach right now is to continually mm -hmm. recast him. Mm -hmm. Like Jim Gaffigan played him mm -hmm. for like two commercials, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That'd be funny. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about a and, racial context and, to this. And thought it'd be funny to say. Hey, black person, why don't you play the lead of a fried chicken company? I was actually thinking it'd be more problematic because Colonel Sanders is probably some awful historical figure. So still not a good one. Maybe anyway. we will edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> um, that aside. That aside, I have a really important interview, so send your good vibes. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is at one o'clock tomorrow. I should have just said Burger King. Yeah, That's not political. Have, you should have said anything other than a fried chicken. Place. I didn't think about the food. Okay, it's just said, fast food to said, me. Like you should have chose a place like that doesn't even have a mascot like Panera Bread. Like a, okay, that wait would have though. Been great. <laughs> Who is the mascot for Panera Bread? There's no and mascot. What is their story? There's no 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 take no no take 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 no
she's going to be the very first um, mascot ahead of a company. She's going to be the Wendy's mm-hmm. of Panera Bread. Her name is Jenny Panera. That's pretty good. I like that. Jenny Panera um, is trying to offer you healthy alternatives to um, the KFC company. Like they don't. I don't want you to go there. I want you to go to Panera Bread. Come and enjoy my uh, delicious cheesy. Uh, broccoli and cheddar soup. Come enjoy my. I wish I could name another freaking food at Panera Bread. They have Probably there. a sandwich. They I was thinking there. the cookies. <laughs> um, but I said a healthy alternative. So instead of eating that deep fried chicken, come and have my tomato mozzarella pesto. Hold on, blue. Oh, interesting. Soup. Yeah. <laughs> I only serve soup. I feel like this lacks a little charisma and a little pop. I'm sorry. It's probably because I'm not selling KFC chicken. Okay. <laughs> that's probably why. <sighs> I swear, this whole week, people been pushing. And when I beat my people, you know what I mean. <laughs> I do. Um, it's a big interview. That's positive. They yes. are positive. It's like I said, it's at one. So if you want listen to this uh, episode before then, yeah. just send a positive vibes, do a positive dance. Um, I remember my theater professor said, do the rain dance so mm-hmm. we can have a foggy day schedule. I want you to crank up your aura. Mm-hmm. I want you to get that aura looking mm-hmm. thick. I want you to lend some of it to Temperance's good mm-hmm. concert. I want you to here. go into the mirror and I want you to be like, hey. Hey, hey, as if you're talking to me. Mm. Hey, 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 you got this. You're an angel. You're a doll. You're a goddess. You, you, you deserve to be the head of Panera Bread. Or it could be like that one Doctor Who episode where he's like dying or something. It's fine. Mm -hmm. So they bring him back to life by spreading the word that at the same time everyone has to say his name. (laughs) So I do believe in fairies. Yeah, but for the Doctor. I mean, it's not actually, whatever. It's not his name. It's the Doctor. But whatever. They all say it at the same time. They and he's all strong say again. the Doctor. We'll do and that. And they get Super Saiyan? Uh, he gets Super Saiyan, yeah. But did they say the Doctor or did they say his name? I don't remember. No, no one actually knows his name. It's part of the whole thing. But so they, they say, say like, the Doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Doctor. Or do or they say like Doctor? That. I just want to make sure just in case. His na- I mean, his title is <laughs> the, the doctor. doctor. I just want to make sure just in case this happens. And like, I'm in a situation where let's all say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, to bring him back to life. If I say Doctor and like it was the Doctor well, and you're, I okay. kill him. Well, it's wait, like, you're oh, the Doctor shoot. in this situation. No so everyone just me. be real sure to say the Temperance. Otherwise it won't work. Yeah, honestly. It's kind of a gray area, I really feel. If you want to do the same thing for me, so at 1 o'clock, what? do what the temperance. At one o five, I could really go for, like, a pizza. So just say the Ian oh, gosh. and manifest me a pizza. I don't know how you keep saying the wrong things today. I like how after this huge interview that I'm going on that will change both Ian and I's lives, like, yeah. our lives, like, yeah. moving to different countries... And Ian's all like, well, I mean, if you have time for me that's doing nothing tomorrow, maybe yeah. send me a vibe for a pizza. I was thinking, oh, Ian probably is like going to say, so I can support her afterwards because she's probably going to be so crazy and being like, let me tell you the 11 things that I did wrong that I should have done better. But he's all like, no, I could just really use a pizza. You know, you know who I'm I kidding, think, right? You know who I think is selling pizza now? Uh-huh. You know what I know? Uh, I think KFC might be selling pizza now. You know, Chicken I'm, fried pizza. You know, I'm kidding, right? <laughs> yes, I know you're okay. kidding. Okay. Because I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for you. Sorry. And this is an amazing thing. and You've done so much work for it. 
So yeah, we're just being teased at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, You'll find out on in April. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one way or another. Yeah, my job is being a freaking tease about it. What do you yeah. mean? <laughs> Uh, right. so... Into the... Yeah, let's get into the movies. Yeah, let's go. So, last week was your three picks. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, three movies a week has been tough for me. Um, I don't think so for me, but I can understand why they've been tough for you. Yeah, we did manage to watch all of them. Yeah, they were good. Like, well, almost accidentally one was really felt good. like... <laughs> Two were really good. Okay, we're gonna get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We did shark movies last week, mm-hmm. and then this week, I think I already teased this, but I wanted to pick uh, movies that were about sports, mm-hmm. but that I was also still interested in watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not into sports at all. No, we, we both learned this very much watching these three sports movies that we, like, almost hate sports. Yeah. And I think there's a specific sport, a specific type of sport that we, like actively dislike yeah and those are like the major i'm not saying that i don't know if there are other sports that are like major league these are like the ones where i think the ones that just gather like the biggest crowds they're the mainstream american sports yes the mainstream american sports like i'm certainly not into football or baseball um i could probably be into basketball it's just it's a time investment for me it's an energy thing i wasn't raised with sports i don't really like get it Mm -hmm. so it never clicked for me i'm not saying sports are bad or anything like that just I'm not a sportsman. I think maybe it's just the American view on sports that just seems to be kind of um, toxic in a lot mm. of ways, or just so easily profitable. Yeah, and like or yoked just, toxic masculinity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you can just get so scary and just wrong. But like, like I said, I think there are sports like ice skating. I think gymnastics. I think sports that to me require- roller derby. I would even say roller derby. I think like there is a certain. Um, I would say synchronized swimming and even diving. Um, I think I don't want to say that it requires more athleticism. I think like it's just more structured. Mm. Um, where I feel like all of these national sports, like I don't know, basket, not even basketball, but I would say football and baseball. That just seems like this. Is like there's the everyday dumb. stuff, and then there's the weird <laughs> Olympic shit. Everyone kind of likes the weird Olympic shit because you don't see it, like, plastered all over everything, right? I think people like the Olympic stuff because it. I think it requires a different type of athleticism. Mm-hmm. That I think it really requires some hardcore training. There is no, like, like, there's no fame. It's not cute. It's not like, you know, oh, he's famous and he's cute. It's like when freaking people walk on the field and, like, field, um... They, I'm gonna say they can go. They go up to the beam in gymnastics, and like that mm. person looks like a beast. That person <laughs> looks like not only will they eat me, but they will like lift me up as they eat me. Like that, it's just they look terrifying to me. I'm into that, so <laughs> I'm terrified of that. I'm always like, oh no. <laughs> like the scarier the gymnast, the more I'm like, oh no, they could tear me in half. Mm-hmm. interesting even in ice skating when they're like spinning and jumping yeah and that's like, otherworldly honestly i don't know how let's get into it <laughs> so we watched three movies i watched i picked three movies we watched three movies doing a great job so far uh the order that we did watch them in uh we watched high flying bird 2019 directed by steven soderbergh the second one we watched was uh derby fully loaded <laughs> More commonly known as Whippet, Drew Barrymore's one and only 
picture that she directed in 2009. Uh, I didn't know she did that, but yeah. I think this is a really good one, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the third one, which we just finished watching, uh, was... Ten minutes ago. <laughs> uh, Moneyball, directed by Bennett Miller, uh, came out in 2011. This was the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> it was. High Flying Bird was actually pretty good. I think this one, though, Moneyball has the best reviews on... Does it? Yeah. Ugh, it probably says Brad Pitt in it, and they're like, let's throw Brad Pitt a bone. Drama about white guys uh, talking. Yeah, white guys have it so hard. I got oh, scholarship to sister. Stanford. I went against the system and won games. That sucks. So, any Moneyball fans lost. out there, this isn't going to be your episode. It is dumb. It was so dumb. So, those are the three movies we watched. I really enjoyed them because I think each in their own way, they sort of intersect with the system, you know? They did, Like, yeah, you have Whip It, absolutely. which is pretty indie and cobbled together. Um, is it indie because it was filmed all on a camera? Is that what you're saying? It was indie about what? it? These were all filmed on cameras. Oh, I'm sorry, on a phone? Uh, that's High Flying Bird. Yeah, are you saying... I said Whip It. Oh, I thought you said... No, 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 like, the actual, like, mm -hmm. setup of the roller derby mm -hmm. was very much, like... Faux underground mm -hmm. and not that a lot of money. Really. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, and then you have High Flying Bird, which is, you know, sort of from someone who's aligning themselves very strongly with the players mm -hmm. against the system, which mm -hmm. is trying to commodify them. Mm -hmm. And then you have Moneyball, which is essentially the embodiment of the system that is commodifying mm -hmm. um, players' bodies. Mm -hmm. And that's who we're aligned with. Mm -hmm. So I think in Whip It, it's, it's the player. Mm -hmm. In mm -hmm. High Flying Bird... It's a system that could be envisioned as being just and equitable for the players. And in Moneyball, it's the system as it exists now. Um, and as it, you know, changes and adapts, sure, but it mm -hmm. changes and adapts in its own interests, right? Yeah, I think, I remember we were making some clicks in between High Flying Bird and um, Moneyball, where High Flying Bird was about how was, I think it was, a, was he a scout? High Flying Bird, no, he was, um, he was a rep. He was a rep. And you have this one player that is trying to figure out how to get the players to play the game because they're on a hold. Like, mm -hmm. the people, like, the networks, the big bosses who are pulling all the strings, um, are not letting the players play because the players are trying to ask for, I think, ask for more money or mm -hmm. to ask them to, like, not take as much money, I think. Mm -hmm. Um... And so you have this viewpoint of this rep that is trying to um, get the players to play the game and trying to tell um, the big heads, the ones who pull the strings. The team that, owners. Yeah, the team yeah, owners the that um, you really do not have any control here. Yeah. There is less control than you think. And if you do not like play fairly, quote-unquote, um, we'll just play by ourselves and play on our own. Because the players are the ones with the power. power. So, yeah. yeah, trying to give that power back to the players, whereas in Moneyball, it was very much um, the opposite view of someone who is the general manager of a team, the quote-unquote owner of the team, even mm. though there was an owner, of showing um, how they manipulate players. How can we control players yeah, with how, limited resources? How can we control players with limited resources it's awful to be it honest is, with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It really is. Like, it's super, mm -hmm. super icky. Yeah. And I think it's tough, too, that... I don't know. You have these two movies, which are just so big in their ideas, I think. Mm -hmm. And I say big, like, systemically. Like, they take a big-picture approach to, to baseball and to basketball, respectively. But really to 
to just the dynamics of mm-hmm. um, finances mm-hmm. um, and equity in a sport. I don't think you get any of that in, in Whip It, it at Yeah, all. so it's kind of tough to pit it yeah. against these two Because there's movies. not, like, an owner of, like, the team. There's a coach, and There's a coach, it. and that, like, the economics aren't really explained. But it's not really needed. Like, does she get paid? No, there, no, there's a sense that they're all just kind of doing this to so do it's it. Nice. You it's know? Fun. It's really more about, like, family drama, gender politics it's, kind of thing. Yeah, sure, which, sure works but i think it's pretty um you know pretty cliched yeah at the same time yeah like whip it i think is a pretty simple movie mm-hmm. it's entertaining and it's fun mm-hmm. um, i think ma- mainly it's fun because it's indie and it's roller derby i think if this was like any other sport mm-hmm. i don't think it would as it wouldn't have gone as well and i think it was working on like elements of like women empowerment as well but i think like if this was also andrew wilson empowerment the least respected of the Wilson brothers. Continue. I know how you were like, was it a Wilson? I was like, oh man, they tried to get, get Owen Wilson. Wilson right? And I saw I the swear, credits. I and I'm swear, like, I was like, is that not Owen Wilson? Yeah. And I wasn't going to say a word. And I was like, maybe he has a brother. I was like, I swear that's brothers. him. <laughs> I, I was saying, I was like, I swear that is him. And yes, that is completely true that they were looking for a Wilson or Owen Wilson for this. And I was like, oh man. I can't believe I don't know who Owen Wilson is because I swear I'm looking at him. That's not that guy. I think he plays a badger in. Um... That's Bill Murray. Is it? Yeah, I mean, Owen no, Will- no, no, not no. the badger. He's the, the he's, coach. Yeah, the coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. so funny that he's a coach. Again. Yeah, <laughs> that's well, a different Wilson. Yeah, it's again. a different <laughs> Wilson, but um, in that's a sports movie. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox is what we're talking about. <laughs> no, I'd rather be an athlete. <laughs> that's a good one. Um. No, so I didn't know Andrew Wilson actually acted. I had only ever seen him in Bottle Rocket, which is Wes Anderson's first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw him there, and I didn't recognize him. I thought is he was Bottle just some Is Bottle Rocket about Sinatra. the whole shark thing? No, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know about this. No. Owen Wilson, Owen Wilson. Stop saying Owen Wilson, difference. Um Luke Wilson. No. Andrew Wilson. No. Wes Anderson. <laughs> Wes Anderson. I'm sorry. There's so many white names. I mean, there's so many names. Um, um, Wes Anderson has made, I thought it was his first one, a movie mm-hmm. about a guy, Bill Murray. Okay. Oh, The Life Aquatic with Steve Yeah. Zissou. That's not his first one, but I know the one he made. Yes. Yeah. I was like, he has a shark movie? Should I pick shark movie with Wes Anderson? <laughs> But it's not about, it's not actually it's not about the shark. shark. It's movie. super not a shark movie, which I learned. It's during, about Owen Wilson and Bill Murray. <laughs> which I learned about, you know, watching several trailers. So I was like, I really want to choose Wes Anderson shark movie. But then Wes Anderson like, it's not about the shark. And I was like, it's never about the shark. The real shark is um, not being prepared for fatherhood. That's the real shark. <laughs> when are we ever? <laughs> When will you feel ready for fatherhood difference? I have my baby chief, my dog, and I am his mother and his father. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a terrible job. You're like Mario <laughs> to Luigi in Super Mario Bros. Back on track to the sports movie. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Super Mario Bros. now. <laughs> Anne's writing a paper about Super Mario I'm Bros. I'm writing an essay, a critical essay on Super Mario Bros. They focus I'm focusing. sports movies. Um, how do we get here, Andrew Wilson? Yeah, so it's really tough to pit whip it against... Not that they have to be counter mm-hmm. to each other, but to put it in conversation with these other two because of their approaches. You know, if I had to say which movie I thought, though, that I thought was, like, well-budgeted, well, if I said well-budgeted, I'd probably choose Whip It. But I think the what one that I that? thought... Well-budgeted. Um, 
like the places that they chose. I think I'm thinking of like costumes. I'm thinking of scenery. Oh, so like production like, design. Yeah, okay. production okay. design. I would actually say High Flying Bird just I thought was really nice and really completed. <sighs> um and, like, having intense energy and knowledge of, like, the sport and, like, also giving us knowledge, like, you know? Mm-hmm. I think, like, High Flying Bird just felt like a complete movie, whereas I feel like Whip It was like, this is fun if you have the time. Um, Whip It felt like a story, you know? It was like, oh, here's a story we want to tell. Yeah, you know, like, Aquamarine? You probably don't. Do you know Aquamarine? Uh, Mermaid. Yeah. It's like those movies where it's like, you know, these are (laughs) simple stories and they're cute in a way. Even though I don't want to say this movie is cute, but I honestly think it's cute in a way. You're talking about Whip It and Aquamarine? And then you get Moneyball to me. It's just like, this is like a bad movie. Like, no one... I asked Ian while I was watching... Yeah. Okay. Watching this movie of who felt inspired to tell the story. Who said, like... Who thought like, oh my gosh, this character, Billy Bean. Billy Bean, who's who, not my lover. Who's not my mistress. <laughs> Billy Bean was like this star athlete and was told that he was God's gift to freaking baseball or something. And the first year, he realized he wasn't. Which I could say is pretty good. Um, and then he changes career paths. That emotional growth. Is something not a his first lot year. People... He played for several years. That's what I thought he played for one year. Oh. No, they picked him up in the first round. I don't know what that means. I think it's a draft thing. Mm-hmm. But he played for a lot of years and was just burning out hard the entire time. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and he and then he did something else and he figured something else out. And yeah. I think a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people will just drown in that despair or keep going until they are forced out. But in this one, he said that he chose to leave. And he doesn't seem happy at the same time. No, he like he not. said to Jonah Hill's character. And there's that that there's that power imbalance there where yeah, Brad Pitt's been in this career for a long time. Mm-hmm. But he says, you know, I'm a forty four year old man with high school education. You're a twenty five year old guy with uh, Yale, Yale education uh, and a great apprenticeship. Yeah. Like who's actually going to crash and burn if this doesn't work? Um, like, he doesn't have anything to fall back on. So I think there's that bitterness there. And I think there's that awareness mm-hmm. of his own. Mm-hmm. At the same time... It's like the most BS to he me. He has so much it money. It is the most he has so much BS money. to me. It was like, I have no sympathy for you, Brad Pitt, that's trying to play this guy that's like, oh, if something happens, if I lose my job, something bad's going to happen to me. Bro, you get paid, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. The house you live in, by yourself, mm-hmm. the whole freaking house. And he was like, I want to pay for my daughter to go to college. And if I don't, like, win the World Series, that's not going to happen. Bruh, your ex-wife and her partner, did you see their apartment? Whatever they do, they do well. She is going to college and it'll be fine. Her like, partner, Alan, was played by Spike Jones. He's a director. Oh. Yeah, he directed Where the Wild Things Are, among other really? things. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad he It was just weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For like two seconds. I didn't but know that. I was reading reviews. I'm like, oh, good. Spike Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, um, but, but anyway, like, there's no stakes to me. I would have preferred it if he were just a cold clinical character. I should stop smacking my hand. Like I'm going to edit that out later. So I'm not, I would prefer it if there was no like personal family life to him. I want to see just, I know. We cold, like, ruthless baseball boy. Through, yeah. But it's like trying to give him a, a heart. And I a was reason. like, no, I want to see cold. I want to see ruthless. That's what I want. And I think if I'm maybe see that kind of movie. they were trying to build it up for this last moment of him listening to his daughter record a song that she wrote 
and played on her guitar. Which almost worked. Which almost worked. Like, for a second, it almost worked. And then it's like, he still lost. The other team won. He's out there still losing. He's out there still losing. Also, you suck, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would have preferred him to be an anti-hero. Because he's really not likable and he's not nice to people. He's not likable, not nice to people. Like, he's just cruel he does to not people. Care. Yeah, you're, you're rude. You're a rude yeah. white man that yeah. doesn't have to answer to anyone. He literally said, it's a problem that you feel like you have to explain yourself. Like, you don't have to. Boy, howdy, would I love to be able to not do that. Boy, howdy, would I love... Oh, man, if you guys just knew half the crap that I've been having to deal with. Boy, howdy, would I love to be like, I don't have to explain myself. Bye! And not getting in any fucking trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just one reason that I feel that uh, Brad Pitt's character in Moneyball and Dennis Hopper's character in Super Mario Bros. the movie oh my gosh. are very much the same because they both ooze this white privilege, this white male privilege, mm-hmm. right? Um, and stuff has been happening at work, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just don't. You don't have to explain anything, and you will not get in trouble. Oh, Brad Pitt, if you only understood how that is not true. <laughs> Sweetheart, honey, dear, sit down Sweet so I can tell you a little boy. bit about privilege. A peach pit. <laughs> <laughs> a little peach pit. Sit down. And tell me, why are you still crying over what happened 44 oh, years ago? Over spilled baseball. <laughs> <laughs> don't cry over spilled baseball, honey. <laughs> you know that old folks who say don't cry over spilled baseball. You know I never raised you to cry over some spilled baseball. <laughs> it's raining bats and balls out there. <laughs> <laughs> now you go out there and you go lick that loud. <laughs> Ugh. Um, yeah. Let's talk about High Flying Bird a little more. I feel like mm-hmm. I'd like to talk about that one because that was my favorite of these three. Yeah, that was probably I my favorite. I really enjoyed too. that one. Mm-hmm. It is the lowest reviews on Letterboxd of these three films. It's crazy to me. I don't me. get it. I like this. This is movie why quite you can't trust the public. You can't. Never you leave your can't. house, never watch TV, never get the movies. Talk They'll to just people. misuse them. Like, how could you not like this? You know, actually, I would say there are a couple areas. I'm saying High Flying Ball, I think by itself. Bird. I keep saying bird, right? No. I keep saying ball? Yeah. Not bird? No. High flying ball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, bird, bird. I thought I was correct. High flying bird. I also want to say all of these titles to me are terrible for the movie. I feel like none of them have actually a real concrete connection. I think Moneyball captures the hyper focus on economics over human lives. But... uh, Sorry, Moneyball has too many points that it is trying to claim. Like, mm. it has too many things of, like, this is our main idea. It was like, I went to school, you're supposed to have one main idea. Why does it feel like you have six? Why wasn't Jonah Hill the main idea? Yeah, I don't know why Jonah Hill was... And it doesn't make any sense that this is a person that doesn't want any credit for actually, like, building a whole team, like, at all. Anyways, anyways. I okay, Ball Flying Bird, go ahead. Hi, Flying Bird. I forgot what I was going to say. What was the question? Oh, I just wanted to talk about it. It was my favorite. Oh, I think, like, by itself, I think it's probably an okay movie. I think within these three groups, though, it's the better movie. I think that technically, like, visually, I enjoyed it the most. Yeah, I definitely think so, too. Whatever Steven Soderbergh is doing with the formal restraints of using only an iPhone 8, mm-hmm. like, that sounds so gimmicky. Um, like, I have a better camera than what they shot, like, in this movie, yeah. which is crazy. And, and there's something about 
him doing that that really works. I saw the mm-hmm. previous movie that mm-hmm. he shot in the same way, mm-hmm. and it looks good. Yeah, no, it looks great. I yeah. think it looks great. I think it, it draws out a different use of color. Mm-hmm. It really draws I think it's on different lighting. Mm-hmm. Different um, angles, different transitions. Yeah, different pans mm-hmm. even. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's I really appreciate it on a visual level. Mm-hmm. I think there is a kinetic energy to High Flying Bird mm-hmm. that is lacking from Whippet and lacking from Money Hall. Yes. There are points in Whippet where I'm like, yes, I get it. It's like the descending action or whatever. Yeah, it's like definitely you can sad, map that stuff uh-huh. And then we gotta have Friend, a big win. Family's uh-huh. gonna come so I get She has that. to be strong. The family's gonna support her. Moneyball's doing the thing where it's like, I'm so ambiguous and so non-narrative. And of course so it's the like, whole world doesn't understand so they're going crazy. Yeah. But it works out. So it's Actually, like everything's ambivalent. There's not a lot of closure. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like follow the cycle necessarily. It's whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, High Flying Bird is the only one where I didn't feel like, okay, this movie's losing me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm along for every beat. And, you know, I think why that is, is I think the casting was yes, so strong. Yes, it was so good. Like, the main character, I'm sorry, the main actor, I don't, I don't know his name. Andre Holland. Andre Holland, who I didn't know was, like, an actor. I was like, who is this guy? Because he is super, like, there's something about him that he just knows how to act. Yeah. That guy just yeah, knows how to act. Out of that movie. He, he'll just draw you in. And I would also say all the other characters. Zazie Beats. Even the guy who played Eric, the gangly baseball player dude, mm-hmm. I thought he was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The scary team, like, um, association lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, My- Myra. Yeah. I liked her. Mm-hmm. Um, the cast was stupendous. Yeah. Visually it's great. I yeah. thought the writing was really nice. It was written by the same guy who wrote Moonlight. Yeah. Um, it was also a playwright, mm-hmm. and it, I think that showed. Like, it had the energy of a good play. It had the energy of, like, really strong human connections, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think, though, there are some things that... Because when I think of the script that I really liked, I do think of Whippet's script. Um, and I think there's a thing with um, High Flying Bird mm-hmm. that the script makes these characters like all of them are like strong forward just like bullheaded people to yes. me. Yeah. Um and I'm not sure I necessarily think that's real. Maybe in the space of sure. professional basketball it is. It felt artificial to me. Um sure yeah. I so I thought so but so when I think about the script for Whip It and I think that how I think I might like that one better, mm-hmm. even though I don't think it's like the best movie. Um only because it seemed natural and there were a couple of lines and I think human things that happen. Um, then I don't necessarily think I connect with Super with High Flying Bird. Like, in Whip It, you know, she ends up, um, having sex with someone who, in the end, really didn't respect her. And going throughout that process. And I thought that was, like, a real moment that that happens to, like, a lot of people. Um, so just a lot of human things that I think in Whip It that I don't necessarily think are in any of the two movies. I think, too, I mean... All of these movies are character-driven in one way or another. Mm-hmm. I think that High Flying Bird and Moneyball, even though they don't really show a lot of the sport happening, mm-hmm. are more about the world of the sport. Mm-hmm. That's at stake, right? Mm-hmm. And Whip It, the sport's really a framework for her to understand her personal life and her family world, right? So it feels less about the world of the sport and mm-hmm. more about her discovering herself. Mm-hmm. I say her, the character, not him, mm-hmm. the actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Whippet works because because he is so good. 
because he's a good actor and he carries it. Which one are you speaking about? Elliot Page. Whip it. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I think that, like, I don't know, like, most of his movies I would bet are probably just because he can command the camera and he's likable. Mm. That's what I remember about him from Inception. I've never seen Juno, but that's what I remember from the trailers for Juno. <laughs> so, um, but High Flying Bird and Moneyball both feel more artificial to me. Mm-hmm. And, or, like, they're less worried about appearing natural. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, think I, I mean, like that. I think that High Flying Bird does a better job of embracing that. Mm-hmm. And for me, sports are already so artificial that I think that you have these artificial conversations and these these interactions that would not happen with this like snap quick dialogue mm-hmm. in real life. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that just highlighting that tone and that yeah. aesthetic yeah. works for me to explore sports. And I think that makes a lot of sense when it comes to um, with it. I definitely think that was it. I definitely think it was less real. Um, when it come, came to uh, Moneyball. Because mm-hmm. especially Moneyball was all like, hey, you're being traded. Okay. Hey, we're literally firing you. You're not mm-hmm. even going to be traded. I understand. No, I don't think that. I don't think, like I, I don't think anyone would just take that like, hey, you professional uh, baseball player, you're fired. Mm-hmm. Yep, that makes sense. Okay, I'm going to go home. It's like, no, 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 no. I don't think that's what would happen. And that's what I, that's what I think... I prefer about High Flying Bird to Moneyball is because it's just, they're both setting up these visions of reality. Um, yeah, you know, I would say freaking High Flying Bird didn't show like like barely any basketball at all. No. Like anyone playing. Like right when <laughs> it was about one video, to. They were like, that nope, match, it's not about like, that. Yeah, which I loved. Um, but here's the thing. Bertolt Brecht. <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> Describe yeah. the difference between naturalism like the act of trying to appear natural right mm-hmm. and realism we all know this mm-hmm. um this is just like epic theater 101 guys <laughs> i think that whip it yeah yeah yeah. i'm super basic and i learned all this stuff for the first time this year <laughs> so i'm like you've never heard of this um i think i feel like whip it is naturalism right mm-hmm. um it's obviously very stylized family dynamics mm-hmm. and relationships and situations but mm-hmm. it's attempting to appear natural mm-hmm. i think that high flying bird and Moneyball, their focus on the systemic are both trying to portray reality without necessarily using realism. Mm-hmm. But I think it's problematic in Moneyball because it sets up this vision of reality where, yeah, no one is answerable, mm-hmm. where people take what is given to them, mm-hmm. um, where you can fire or hire or literally purchase people at will with no repercussions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the and it's totally legal. Yeah, the moral is the bottom line. Mm-hmm. The driving force is a lot of mine. And high flying bird. They'll trade you so quickly, yeah. so easily, and you don't know until they say, "Hey, you're leaving." Yeah. But it seems to me because like it was a weird sentiment that people didn't want to get traded, mm-hmm. or but to me it's like you're a professional baseball player, you're still playing baseball. So like, why was it so much of like, oh, oh no? I mean, that one guy was like, okay, mm-hmm. but like it was supposed to be this serious moment of like, oh, we're trading you. But it's like... It's impersonal, right? It's driving home the point that it's supposed to be... It is a business. It's not necessarily supposed to be personal. These people are commodities to this Mm -hmm. business. They're not personalities. Mm -hmm. I think High Flying Bird, with its version of realism, Mm -hmm. acknowledges that this happens Mm -hmm. and problematizes it as much as it can. Yeah, this is a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think I really appreciated that, you know, dichotomy with Whippet in the middle to sort of, like... Mm -hmm 
provided the naturalism approach to a sports film mm. with its, you know, final big climax. Well, not climax, really, in this case, but the big competition, mm. which is at the heart of so many sports movies. Mm. Like, that's what we would get in Moneyball or High Flying Bird if we were shown the competition. We'd get this, like, one big one, right? Mm. <sighs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done off my, I'm off my soapbox. It's hard. Yeah. Not to be on a soapbox or anything. Um, do you, do you use any themes that stick out um, to you? Or like in like one moment, I would say, in any of these movies where you feel like had touched you the strongest? Um, let me think. I will also say I am slowly melting away. No, that's fine. We knew it was going to be a shorter episode this evening anyway. I think that... I don't know. I think I really enjoyed Andre Holland's performance in uh, High Flying Bird. Where specifically would you say that you, what moment that you're like, damn, Andre can really act? I think there's something about his desperation that I had to untangle throughout the whole film. Like, why even care? Like, I didn't understand, that was a film where I felt like we're not supposed to understand what's going on right away. We're dropped in, and then by the end of the yeah, film, we're yeah. given the opportunity to have figured it out. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I really like that kind of movie. And so I didn't understand his motivation. I didn't realize his intention was really empathy for the players in his position. It Because it felt very much like, oh, he's trying to climb the ladder. He's trying to be the best agent, that kind of thing. Um, keep his job. Because Zachary Quinto is like, I don't know about you. Um, so I don't know. I think that just watching his desperation to try to solve this lockout, mm -hmm. for me, it was multifaceted because it went from, oh, he's desperate to retain his job. And to start getting paid again, to he's desperate to take care of these players. Yeah, he is really desperate to take care of these players, to educate them. Yeah. Um, so th there's not one standout moment. I think one that I would think about is all of his interactions with Myra, mm -hmm. but especially when they're in the bar together. Mm -hmm. And even that, I don't even necessarily understand what he's trying to get her to do, but I understand that he's really desperate to get her to do it. Mm -hmm. But he's not trying to show how desperate he is. Mm -hmm. Um I liked Whip It. That was fun. Um, I'm a sucker for movies. I'm a sucker for like simple stories. Mm -hmm. As much as I like to write them off, I'm a sucker for them. And I will just go, aww. You will. <laughs> so, you will. I think. But uh, it's not the first thing that he will say yes to. <laughs> yeah. I think Drew Barrymore in that mm -hmm. as Smashley Simpson. Mm -hmm. I really I think, just liked her hitting people. Yeah, I really think like. <laughs> She was all like, yeah, I'll direct this movie. I'm going to be in it, and I want to be this character. Yeah, and I love that. just like she had so much fun. The fact that she's in it, Kristen Wiig, who is awesome and always underused, um, and Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> well, I, did, I was like, why does this person feel like Jimmy Fallon? And I was like, but it's probably not, it's probably not him. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, and Moneyball, I don't know, Jonah Hill probably. When that guy is Jonah like, Hill. when Philip Seymour Hoffman is like, you believe in this? And he's like, 100%. Yeah. Do you want this door closed? <laughs> or when he just throws the basketball at Brad Pitt. Basketball, sorry, baseball at Brad Pitt. Know. Yeah. Why are you doing basketball? Like, like I would have wanted movie. a movie about his character. He's way more interesting. And I just appreciate his acting. I think the more I think more. about it, the more I just hate Moneyball. I can see that. It's yeah. a really messed up movie. It's a really messed up movie. I hate it. I even think, like, it doesn't do its own movie, like, any justice, especially with its ending. It's all, like, you know, I think you're, I'm not sure at the end you're supposed to feel any type of like motivation or inspiration from the main mm -hmm. character, but if you did, it was crushed. And maybe or it's meant sliced. to be a swamp, 
right? I don't he know. Is an ab- it's just like this. Just think. If remember the time when he felt really, it just felt really humid and sticky out. That's what watching Moneyball felt like. Oh, I'm so uncomfortable. I wish I could like leave, take a shower, but in. you're not because you still uh, got to walk home or something. Maybe that's intentional. While I'm thinking about it. I want to talk to someone who really likes this movie. I don't. I, I don't know. I also know that Aaron Sorkin was one of the writers, and some people really like Aaron Sorkin. He wrote uh, Social Network, okay. the Facebook movie. My three picks are. Please, thank you. Um, oh, we're talking about next week. Yeah, for next week. Before any, is there one moment that stood out to you? For me, I rambled. But do you have one moment? You did not ramble. Um, one moment that stood out to me. Yes, in High Flying Bird. The one of the basketball players is given a package, mm-hmm. and that he calls it the Bible. He said, "At the right time, you will open this. You will read it, and it'll come like at the right moment or something." Another character opens up that package. Do I've never had like ugh, I've heard of moments, and I've seen moments of like I'm gonna give you this thing. Don't open it until you're ready. And then another character, as the other character who's supposed to open it, is in a different room. Opens up the freaking package. It's pretty great. And and like reads it and then says, You gotta read this. And I was like, Who opened jail? Jail. <laughs> so that was um, a moment that I was just like, How dare you break the rules of the package? That was a good moment. I was, I was like, totally Did she unexpected. open it? Yeah. Like I couldn't even believe it. Uh that's a good moment. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um so next week, your three picks. My next week, my next week, next week, my three picks. I'm slow. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking karate movies. <laughs> They're kind of like sports, right? Sure. Karate movie sports. Martial arts. Also, karate is a specific fighting style. So you're talking about like just... Yeah, I mean movies. like in... So I was thinking um, Kung Fu Hustle, which I'm realizing Kung Fu is not karate. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Kung Fu Hustle, I was thinking of Mortal Kombat. If you do not know or have not seen Mortal Kombat, if you like, I have not. like the video game, I mean, do you guys know that? You know, Mortal Kombat. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, Ferator. That's all. I Get know. over here. <laughs> we got another one. No, I just <laughs> said the name of a character. <laughs> um, I forgot who's the four-armed. Like Gongo or something. I think it's like Goro. Oh, it might be Goro. Goro. <laughs> um, I loved that video game as a kid. I played with my dad all the time. Could never win. But the heart was there. Um, so I was thinking about Mortal Kombat, um, a video game that was turned into a movie. And then a Dragon Ball, live action Dragon Ball movie. The live action Dragon the Ball movie. The live action Dragon Ball movie. Because I know in Dragon Ball, they do learn karate. And I don't do know they? if Mortal Kombat is karate or not. But there's some fighting. So maybe it should Oh, it's be- called Dragon Ball Evolution. So maybe I'm thinking of just fighting movies. I love Kung Fu Hustle. I think the script for Kung Fu Hustle is flawless. I think there's nothing wrong with it at all. That's a great film. I love this movie. Um, so I'm thinking like fighting movies. You directed Kung Fu Hustle. Now I'm just falling down a director rabbit hole. I was also for a moment thinking about um, dance movies. You Got Served, Save mm-hmm. the Last Dance. Um... There's another one in there somewhere. Honey. Honey. Oh, yeah. That was one of them. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> I believe. I okay, we got to wrap up. 
So we're going to have that feedback survey up again. We're really just looking to grow the podcast, and we want critical feedback. So yeah, I think we're trying to look for more structure on how we can better, um, I guess, yeah. deliver... Structure. Yeah. Yeah, deliver, deliver content. content. Yeah. yeah. The big ones. I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> so we'll have that up this week. Um, thank you for bearing with us. You'll still have the opportunity to fill that out. Winner still gets fifty dollars donated to a charity of their choice. Mm-hmm. Um, you still get a DVD copy of The Shallows, mm-hmm. and uh, you still get to pick three movies for the fifth Tuesday of this Not month. Sure so three movies for that's going to be Tuesday, March thirtieth. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be picking a winner probably. Oof! By the twenty third, we're going to be picking a winner. Really? Yeah. Maybe we can push that to like Sunday. I don't know. We need to watch three movies, you know? Oh, yeah. That's what you yeah. Mean. All right, guys. Uh, my name is Tiffin Sally. My name is Ian Sutherland. And this was Tuesday After Next. Thank you, guys. <laughs>